What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a fucking bitch, man. Those of you who have gotten to know Daisy and I through this little podcast experiment we've got going on here have come to learn that we're not what you would call Bible thumpers. But despite our, shall you say, non-belief, we are still able to recognize and acknowledge the little nuggets of wisdom that can be found within the holy book. Luke 12, 25 says, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Great question. Let's talk about this shit. I like those little drum beats. It makes me want to yeah, dance. The African <laughs> drum beats. I like it. I Babe, you're so ooh, far away from being an African. <laughs> Don't even come close. I'm a very, very white girl. You're missing a lot of dark skin tone. Mm-hmm. A lot of what's it? Melatonin or melanin? You know, I, I got some black in me, though. Okay, let's. That's a dick joke. <laughs> if you didn't get it. <laughs> All right ding, off ding, the bat. Right off the bat. So, you just teamed me up for that one. Sorry, couldn't couldn't help it. So this week, I um had got I got some news this week about a potential opportunity that could really change the course of our lives. It really Mind could, and, right? Potentially. 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 Keyword: potential. Mm-hmm. Nothing set in stone. Yep. Still theoretical. Still very theoretical. But all of a sudden, by nature of possibility, I find myself spiraling into this. Worrying about shit. Trying to create all these narratives and all these scenarios for. Potential problems and possibilities. Oh, we're going to need to do this. I'm going to need to buy a new car. I'm going to need to change my clothes. I'm start creating all this much ado about nothing. Mm-hmm. That's the title of today's <laughs> episode. Much ado about nothing. On a theoretical that is yet the could, past. Could, it's be, just nothing. A could possibility. be something. It could be nothing. It could be something. You could be spending all these hours, all these minutes. Re- I don't know why stressing. that reminded me of uh, one of uh, 50 Cent song. In a, and if you're familiar with 50 Cent verses, it was like, when I, would Vivica, when I was with Vivica, I thought I was up to something. Uh-huh. A week later, Poof, it was nothing. <laughs> Poof, it was nothing. The relationship, that it was nothing. Yeah, it was nothing. <laughs> Much ado about nothing, you know? All the paparazzi, uh-huh. all the, oh, are you are you with this actress? Are you with this actress? All that. Much ado about nothing. It could so be I got nothing. to thinking. Or this was your idea. It's yeah. like, yeah, we should do a podcast about this. Much because ado about nothing. Because we're of stressing people, right now. A lot of people can relate to this where... We start stressing, mm-hmm. and by stressing on on what could be a possibility, none yes. set in stone, we spiral ourselves into this like mm-hmm. depression is not the right word, but it, it's it's much ado about nothing. Mm-hmm. It it reminds me of that Stranger Things, you know, like what do they call it? The when the opposite world is the, the upside down. The upside down. It's like we're in the upside down. It's not the real world, but we're in this weird upside down world the potential world and so we're making all of these 
these you're you're almost these living plants. in an alternate you're, reality. You're living in the future. Uh-huh. You're living in a future that may not exist. Mm-hmm. And by nature, foregoing the present that you are living in. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're not- losing your present because you're living in a possible future <laughs> that most likely will probability would say won't come to pass. Um, and it reminds me of those moments. And I feel like everyone's had this moment. Maybe I'm just making myself vulnerable and look silly right now. Uh, when, when you're in the shower or whatever and you're, pass you're- me the wine real quick. This is my wine. You drank your wine. Well, I now, saw, now I saw, I saw a wine sitting in my past with a goddamn now, wine now while you make your point. You're talking about how I was drinking too much. I made us equal glasses. You drank yours, and now you're drinking mine. I drank mine. I drank my whiskey. Mm-hmm. I look to my left. I see wine in the cup. My past made a goddamn wine. Now, who's the alcoholic? I'm just numbing my pain of existence. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. Existence oh. is pain. Existence is, is pain. I miss the Mises. <laughs> existence is pain oh, to a Mises. Oh, if you don't know what that shit is, you don't watch Rick and Morty. Mises exists for a single purpose. And if purpose. you don't wa- watch Rick and Morty, we can't be friends. And I will go through any length to fulfill that purpose. <laughs> all right. Oh, sorry. Love Didn't mean to I love Mr. Mises. Uh, anywho, so like you're standing in the shower and you're having these long ass conversations with yourself and this other person in, in your mind, like, like your nemesis or your friend or your family member that something. Or your boss that sent you a calendar yeah. invite and you're getting a visit. <laughs> like, oh, my boss is going to be at my store today. Uh, you start role playing in your head it, how this you, shit could like, go. I will say 99.9999999% of the time, these conversations never actually come to pass. Are you trying to break up with a girl? You start role playing in your head. <laughs> Is that what you were doing in the shower when you were talking to yourself, trying to role play how to break up with me? When I'm ten years in, I got that's for sure much ado about nothing because that ain't going anywhere. But you start thinking through all the worst case scenarios about what yep. this breakup's going to look like, and it's like let's be all the all the stinging as- comebacks you're going to say, all the scathing retorts, the you- wisdom you're going to lay down, the logic and, and paradigm <laughs> shift reality, like you're going to give them. Customer calls is like, hey, I want to have a conversation with the general manager, like- and you start like thinking through all the many rebuttals oh, you go yeah. have. Like, are, are you going to come back and? It's you know what's funny? A- no, like half the time I'll have those conversations. Yeah, you're right. I do gear up. I okay. It's like you're a boxer about to go in the ring. You're like, all right, got my gloves on. Yeah, oh, prepping, oh, prepping. Put, 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 my, put my little mouth guard in. It's never yeah. as bad as you yeah, play it out in your mind like, to be. Oh, okay, cool. Um, thanks for helping me. Have a Why nice you day. Do about nothing. Yeah, you like all the oh, girl, that was all it? the guy you've been trying to break up with. They, they are mutually at the I'm point like, where oh, they yeah, want to break up. Yeah, I'm already seeing someone else. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought it up. I've been meaning. You know what? I actually fired someone and it was kind of like that. I was like, hey, I, I got to tell you, I got to let you go. Your performance has just not been what it used to be. And they and look at like, you like, oh, I'm so you know, I, I'm so glad it. you brought it up because I was, <laughs> I, I was trying to find a way to quit, but I felt bad. I was like, well, don't feel bad because you realize out. You realize you were much ado about nothing. Just worrying Stressing. and worrying. And nine out of ten times, the person you're worrying about is already mentally where you're yes. at, also too. You know, so. But even if they're not, like you're worrying about a, a possible future that hasn't come to pass until you're in that reality. And let let me preface this by saying that worrying is extremely natural. 
it's unavoidable, and in fact, it is a survival tool and technique that we all need to survive. We use it to analyze and predict possible problems and how we can problem solve them. Theoretical outcomes. The problem is, like a hamster in in a wheel, we get stuck in the loop and we don't know how to get out. So especially like today, because we're not living in this like fight or flight survival reality anymore. We're living in this very theoretical, very like hypothetical reality now where our threats are not the lion chasing after us. It's the the club visit from our boss. It's the daily stressors of life. Driving through traffic. The way our stress and worry looks is, is so different from how it looked for our ancestors. But it's still the the same adrenaline response. Yes. And and it's not limited the way our our boss our our predecessors' stress is limited. Think about jobs in our, our grandparents' age. You went to your job from nine to five and you went home. You had one home phone, maybe. And like what are they gonna do? Write you a letter? Like unless you're getting a telegram or some shit, like you have to wait till tomorrow to find out about something stressful. Now we have access to our cell phones, text, social media accounts, emails, Twitter. Like the stress follows us, not to mention the news. Like there's no way you're still having that stress from your boss at home at midnight. It, it doesn't shut off. It's not limited the way it used to be. The stimuli is never ending. Yeah, like before it's like you got one newspaper, you read the news, oh man, something terrible happened two towns over, you stress about it, and then you oh, move on with your day. Oh, there's a serial killer on the loose, so you start, you know, bored you, in your house oh, yeah, and you, you stress about it. and everything. But then... It's all much ado, probably about nothing. Well, well, my point is, my point is that stress was limited to that one newspaper, now the stress is on every news channel. You're stressed about the 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 hurricane over in the Philippines or the famine over in in the nether regions of the world. I don't know. Like it's that's there's, woke culture. there's always something <laughs> to be stressed about. Not to mention that's just the world. And then you take it down to the micro level of our personal life, our jobs, our relationships, our family, and we have so much more information and knowledge about the ins and outs of everyone's daily lives of all of our daily stressors it's hard to shut it off and i know i personally found myself where i would be hyperventilating at two three in the morning and you'd wake up and find me on the floor meditating like what the fuck are you (laughs) doing and i'm like i can't breathe like i'm having one of those like i can't sleep i can't think and that's a real thing like these anxiety attacks that people be having i didn't know that was a thing i until i met enough people who had them and, and you have them too. Like it's it's just one of those weird things. You don't we don't always want to call it an anxiety attack because that feels like putting a label on it. It feels like you're calling yourself weak, or it makes yeah, you feel like, like it I'm makes you pussy. look weak, right? Yeah. Especially if you're a guy. Yeah, but it it, it it manifests. It's not always like the you know having a paper bag over your mouth. Going, <laughs> you know, it's not always that kind of an anxiety attack. Like for me, it was more like. I couldn't shut my mind off. I couldn't relax. And I always felt like I was 100%, forgetting something. Right, right, right. Yeah, because look, as, as you start advancing in your career, you start becoming responsible for more. 
And when you start becoming responsible for more, it, it, it is the scary. Worry increases. You you learn to manage it. And when you're like me, I'm years deep into this shit, right? So that's, you get a little more numb to it. Yeah, like because you're you're a brand new full PL operator. Yeah. And and you used to be like your a lot of your panic attacks came from, like you said, you thinking you forgot something. Or I'm forgetting something. something. I'm responsible for so much. I know I have to be missing something. My boss is going to call me out and say, hey, you're bullshit. And I used to look at you like, Sarah, it's just much ado about nothing. Trust me, it feels <laughs> that down. way. You're a rookie. <laughs> that's that why. Serious. That's why you feel this way. About your year one, year two into this, you start realizing, oh, I ain't forgot shit. <laughs> you just, or maybe we do forget a lot of shit. We just get numb yep. to it. I don't know. <laughs> you get anxiety more about the finances and stuff than I say you do about your job so much. Yes, because we're on a very finite retirement goal. So a lot yeah. of what keeps me up at night, a lot of my much ado about nothing. And you know, like your mom doesn't know anything about finances. Anything I know, I learned from you. So you know all of it rests on your shoulders. Right. And and I hate the and that pressure anxiety of, yes, stresses of, yes. you. You gets to you. You snap sometimes because you're like, it's... Because not only do I have to figure it out for me, I have to figure it out for those around me and those I love, right? Mm-hmm. Like now I find myself in a position where... Um, not overseeing. I'm teaching you, but yeah, my my mom has a good bit of money in retirement, and I'm providing a lot of the financial advice that she's going through. You know, the custodial accounts for her grandkids. Like that's all me, and that's that's my much ado about nothing. At least on the financial side of things, because it's like I hate being the smartest person in the room. (laughs) <laughs> on any subject. And I don't say that to be demeaning or... <laughs> no, I get you. I, I don't like being that guy. Mm-hmm. It, it's too much in responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, that that's... And I worry a lot about that. And I know a lot of that worry is grounded in nothing realistic because I haven't fucked shit up now. I doubt that I'm going to fuck much else no. up. And like sometimes you'll stress about the small purchases or the small things like you'll freak out like the $5 purchase would be just that one little straw that like sends you into that existential spiral of worry like, oh, we're going to spend too much money. Like when we realized we were double paying for Amazon Prime. Yeah, I Remember lost that? my shit. Oh, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Maybe we should not say this because people be like, man, these motherfuckers are way too privileged. <laughs> you know, in the I middle think of everyone's a pandemic. had this moment. No, though. they yes, don't. They no, have. they Okay, let me. Okay. I have worked on enough we will, billing we will, of we people will be who call me right on now. We'll $150 on, bills. Hold on. We'll be vulnerable. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I was paying for we'll a year. We'll be vulnerable. We realized we were double paid for Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. Not much. 10 bucks a month, but we didn't catch it. We realized we were double paying for electricity. Now that one was okay, bigger. Okay. That one was more. Slow down. We're paying for two apartments, right? That was a scam, though. Someone had hacked fuck, our account. Fuck what it was. Fuck what it was. The big point is, we obviously do well enough to where to not feel we didn't the extra hundred something being, dollars. Yeah, the extra hundred and fifty bucks coming out a month, right? And I again. I pride myself on being financially savvy, and mm-hmm. I did not catch that. I just thought. Our bill is pretty high. I do like the AC running. <laughs> it's a nice ass apartment. Maybe we're using guess, more than we realize. Yeah, I guess I'm using more than I thought. Turns out we decided to switch elect- electric companies. I've been paying another motherfucker's <laughs> light bill this whole time. <laughs> uh, okay, that was traumatizing. And then, and then they're like, 
two other bills in there somehow that we were double paying on. Um, so I hate to even say that because it, again, goes back to my point of why I get existential about the finances, but also kind of starts telling people <laughs> these motherfuckers are obviously doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but that's my point is that you're stressing about nothing. We're doing well enough that even with that fuck up, admittedly, do it's I really need to be penny pinching and worrying about the, the extra spend I, of five bucks in a grocery store? If I and buy the almond butter versus the regular peanut butter, probably not. So, but you're still going to stress much about ado, it. You're going to worry ado, about much it. Much ado about nothing. Yeah. Much ado about nothing. Uh, and it's we, like, Deji, really, 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 the extra <laughs> two bucks on peanut butter? That's where you're at. That's where you're at. <laughs> I, it's just funny, but like it is something that is a huge problem. I was I was talking to even one of my coworkers that was talking about her sleep has been off. She's been waking up at like three in the morning and then just um, super high energy, can't go back to sleep. And the only thing she can correlate it to is, as far as the connection to this is her added stress level this year. And, and it made me think that there's a lot of people who are in this same boat where they are adding so much stress and worry onto their life because they're worrying about things they can't control. This election, no one can control the outcome. All you can do is go put in your vote and then move the fuck on. Like that's, that's the reality that we have. That's the control that we have over the world that, that is right now. Like, like even with COVID. All you can do is wear your mask, wash your hands, and and be as fucking careful as possible. You can't control what your neighbor is doing. You can't control what the government is doing. You can't stop the virus. You can just do what you can do. If people would just... Anyway, I'm, I'm right down. So are you saying that the people who are worrying about COVID extremely, it's just much ado about nothing? Absolutely. It's much ado about nothing. I'm not saying the virus isn't real. I'm not saying it's not something to worry about. I'm saying they cannot control it. Gotcha. Like, okay. it, it is a real threat. It is something that's it's, out there. It's no there. different than if we're in the middle of World War II. You yeah. worrying about the war doesn't change the outcome. Like, you're not, if, unless outcome, you're like, over in, in the battlefield in Germany or in France or wherever, there's not much you can fucking do. Well, even the soldier can't really control it, he right? He can't so control it's much where the bullets nothing. are coming right, from. Right. Exactly. You just got to go in okay. there and I fight and keep your head I wanted to throw the analogy down. in there because you know there's going to be some motherfucker who was triggered by the statement like, oh, she said, don't worry about COVID. No, no, no. Again, like I'm saying, worrying is a tool. It is essential. We need it in our life. It is something that is is fundamentally a survival skill because it's what makes our mind look forward to the future and say, hey, um, I don't have food for tomorrow. Risk assessment. Yeah. I should probably go get my spear and, and find a lake or, or, or an animal and try and hunt it so I have food for tomorrow and I don't starve. But like you laying awake that night not sleeping because you're worried about getting food tomorrow isn't going to help you go get food because now tomorrow when you're hunting, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're not able to to be as sharp when the lion comes and you're trying to actually spear the lion. Do you see what I'm saying? Like if you if you get trapped in the loop, it's counterintuitive, it's counterproductive. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So 
I'd like to talk more about how worry affects our lives. But first of all, I need to de-stress. So, <laughs> have you been worrying a lot this week? I'm I'm tense as a motherfucker right now. I what? think I. <laughs> I need a dick or a shot. And since we can't take a dick break right now, let's take a shot break. <laughs> ah, shot, the shot break leads to a dick Maybe break. Maybe this That's... is a dick break. So okay. you don't know, guys. If we're you gone long, if fucking, we're... <laughs> they won't know. <laughs> Y'all just assume I got me some D. We'll be right back. Oh, Lord. Ah, I'm blushing. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> we'll be back. Hey, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the tipsy, philosophical banter between Daisy and I so far today, as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email podcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right, now that that bullshit's out of the way and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances, let's get back to it. You know what I think really was just much ado about nothing on a colossal level that the repercussions of which is astounding. What's that? The Vietnam War. Okay, how? I mean, war in general, I think, is is kind of a, a much ado, about, much ado about, nothing. about nothing. Um, but that one especially, like, there was no winner or loser. It was what, like, five years long? Was that how long? I don't know, but it was I fucking long. It. it was right? a long war. A lot of fucking people died. Nobody really wanted to go to war. I still don't even really understand what the war was about. <laughs> Like, that's how weird that shit was. And, and and all these men died in that jungle. All those natives died defending their home. Like, it, and, and, and then we look back at it, it's just like this bloop on the history. Like, bloop. Like, how, when you look back at history and all of these wars, how many of these wars have been fought? And you're looking back like, what, what was the, fuck the was that fucking about? point of that? I think whenever you look back on life, and it's not always war. It could be back on a on a relationship, or friendship, or or, or a certain situation, mm-hmm. or a certain experience, and you go, "What the fuck was that about?" That's a much ado about nothing yeah. kind of moment. Oh, you know that Outlander. This is sorry, just random that made me think of it. Um, that Outlander show that I liked. The one you tried to get me to watch yes. and I would not watch. <laughs> you <laughs> watched like two episodes of it. Look, and you're like, um, uh. chick flicks and cheesy movies is just it's too much. It's not cheesy. It's so the good. Shit, the shit just got too much cheese for me. Oh. I usually like cheese, but not <laughs> on my movies. <laughs> That's such a good show. All the girls out here, we know, we know what's up. Mm. We know. We got we got some Jamie fantasies going on yeah, that you don't women, even know about. Like, oh, but we don't watch. We're porn. like, um, can you wear this kilt? Yeah, women <laughs> like, oh, but we don't. We don't fantasize. We don't watch porn. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, 
but anyways in in the in the show spoiler alert i guess if those for people who haven't seen it um but the main character goes back in time and she's familiar ish with history and she goes back to um early ireland and knows that there's going to be this major battle and the the man that she ends up falling in love with back in time is going to be part of that ba- battle and he and everyone he knows is basically they're going to lose badly and everyone's going to be fucking wiped out and she knows this and eventually she's able to tell them convince them that that if they go into battle they'll lose and yet they're unwilling to change their course so they they think that oh let's try and change history then now that we know we were going to we were destined to lose this battle <laughs> we'll do all these things different to try and change the course of history. And to me, it is kind of that much ado about nothing because you know there's still, like, history's already written. You're dead on arrival. <laughs> so they're doing all this shit, and they could have just changed the course of history by not going into battle. And yet. <laughs> you know what we call that? Hmm. Human arrogance. <laughs> yes. Human arrogance. That's what that is. <sighs> much ado about nothing. But I think ultimately fear keeps people from taking action. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I, so like I'm I remember starting the podcast Uh or writing the book and feeling this sense of paralysis thinking, man, what would people think about me if this shit sucks? If the podcast sucks. It did suck before you got me on here. Okay, here we go. If the podcast sucks, if the book sucks, if if the talk, if everything sucks, you know, that's embarrassing. You made that's, yourself vulnerable. Yeah, that's yeah. the shit that makes you want to go like kill yourself and just die. <laughs> but then I, re- I, I had to get to a point where I realized like in this day and age, there's so much content out there in the world that you have Most to be. Most people aren't even going to watch. You you have to be really good or really bad to get noticed. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason people share it. Either you change their fucking life. Or they want to laugh at, at you. Ad- yeah. Right. They're like, oh, watch this moron. 99%, <laughs> 99% of content is in the middle. Right. And just fades. That's why I shared it, just yeah, by the way. Okay. So look, look at this one. And just fades into obscurity. So I until I got to the point where I realized, look, you you have to try and put it out there. I mean, I think no one- you're incredibly brave because I've been wanting to write a book and other than like a few chapters here and there that you ended up accidentally deleting, but <laughs> it's always my fault. It's always my fault. <laughs> but no, I've been afraid to really give it a real go because I I, I feel like no one's going to like my ideas or my stories. The characters will be cheesy and and It'll be a disappointment. I'm going to put you on the spot right now because it's mm. much ado about nothing. I know. It is. Right, that fear. But tell the people what your book concept is. I think it's a brilliant idea. I love it. But share it. And maybe somebody will provide feedback or maybe somebody hears it. Maybe this is how you get a contract. <laughs> maybe this is how you get no, signed the next no. J.K. See? I put her on the spot, and she's still freaking out with nothing to lose. I mean, much ado about nothing. It, this is my it point. It is. I mean, it, it it really is much ado about nothing. Sarah, Beyonce is um, on the other end of this listening. <laughs> J.K. Rollins is looking for a new writer. They look yeah. for new ideas. 
Show you idea. I don't think Beyonce's a novelist, Here but I go. get you. Here I we go. She bitch. I like J.K. Rowling though. Keep going with that she, one. She, she, now she's stalling on not sharing her idea. Paralysis. It it is, and I'm, I'm acknowledging that it's paralysis. So, so so let's have a breakthrough right now. Work through it. Work <laughs> through it. Work through it. I mean, uh, my my idea is a parallel world. So I've built this alternate reality. It's it's every fantasy creature that you've ever because I, I like the Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter kind of shit. Um, so it's every every myth mythological creature that you've ever heard of, but in ways you've never experienced them before. They're not the characters or the way in which you've come to understand them like um angels and and valkyrie and all of those um sirens they're kind of the same figure because they're all these winged creatures they call men to death or collect their souls after death so really if you look at mythology from a bird's eye perspective there's so many parallels uh, vampires they have myths about vampires in africa where they have iron teeth and and suck the blood from so people angels, hanging trees. demons sirens yeah, vampires so all do the same thing my idea is taking from a bird's eye perspective and finding the parallels where all these the myths commonalities from cultures cross and creating new alternate versions of characters that people have kind of become tired of um, and, and bored of and, and creating main characters that are are hybrids of those um, and, and showing a world that it, it's just different like okay so give us the plot of the story well see that's where I always struggle so okay so let me give the plot of your story as okay. I understand it all, all right, right. So imagine a king from Ireland, right? Like a kind of mm -hmm. big buff guy with red hair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's kind of standing on the shores of Ireland and he sees this kind of beautiful lady wash up the shore. And this beautiful lady, she's um, got really dark skin. Mm -hmm. Basically, she's from Africa. She's a <laughs> gorgeous African girl. Now, she was trying to escape from her homeland, blah, blah, blah. She, you know, crashes on the shores of Ireland. And he takes her in. He's the king. They kind of fall in love. And they have these twin girls. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the kicker. The African lady has a little bit of magic in her. Mm -hmm. She's uh, kind of a fairy type. Like a witch. Like a witch. Mm -hmm. Right? So, when she and the king, who's completely human, have children they have two girls one is completely human and the other is a mixture of magic and uh and human mm -hmm. right but they're mixed interracial girls you've mm -hmm. never seen that dynamic before now all hell breaks out because you know there's a little bit of uprisings like oh the king married the nigger you know <laughs> <laughs> now we have all these mixed girls in in Ireland and blah blah, blah. so mm -hmm. the mother is now trying to escape to keep her kids safe and she gets trapped in this cocoon because she's a witch and she's trying to like basically teleport them back or to a safer place she's trying to switch them to an alternate plane of reality where they'll be safe right keep the one child who is human in the human world and mm -hmm. teleport the other one who is half fairy, half magic to the magic world. But the problem is they get switched in the portal. Mm -hmm. So the one that stays in the human world has magic and the one that goes to the to the magic world mm -hmm. is completely human. 
Yeah. So the plot of your story is that they are working through this dynamic because the people who live in the Irish part, they've never seen magic before. Mm-hmm. They knew about the witch that it's they can the very, marry. It's like, anti-superstitious, um, anti Right, these anything, are very yeah. Christian, religious, you know, uh-huh. like, so, so the girl having to hide her magic as an interracial girl in a country where she's the only one who looks the way she does versus the other girl having to explore life through this lens of magic. The mom trapped in the cocoon, in, in the in-between. She, she, she's stuck in the upside down. Yeah. And all the political dynamics that flow from it's that. It's kind of a Prince in the Popper spinoff, if anyone's ever, you Are know, you, like. I love your them. idea so Thank much. You. That I remember it, and I I'm can ar- actually impressed. and I can articulate it. But here you are, still being a bitch about it. Yo, he called me out, y'all. Still, still, still having much ado about nothing, and and I and, guess I just always feel like I it's not original you a stage enough. Thank you. With me and you in the room, mm-hmm. and you're still struggling to get your idea out. <laughs> I I don't have my elevator pitch down. I don't have my elevator pitch. Much ado about nothing. I know. But that's 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 all our that's lives. Fear. That's, that's life. That's, that's fear, and that fear is representative of how everyone feels where we have these ideas but you just feel like people are gonna think your ideas are stupid and Mm -hmm. it's much ado about nothing and most my ideas are stupid i'm just put it out there (laughs) but i still put the shit out there i already put the shit out there regardless (laughs) because i have a little bit of narcissism going on in me you know i'm that type of like that ego yeah you know so my ego compensated for my fear like you know the ego won the ego won this is why this is why white privilege works in their favor that white male privilege because it's a lot of that they don't make that much ado about nothing so they'll throw their hat in the ring because they're like ah fuck it like let me apply for this job so by putting this idea out there we're patenting this shit and this is copyright so (laughs) don't be that motherfucker who's like oh that's a good concept then I see the shit in a movie in a year okay I'm a your ass, okay? We didn't come up with much ado about nothing. <laughs> Not much ado about nothing. I'm talking about your idea. Oh, okay. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm saying that's well, copyright. Well, even that is spinoff of Prince and the Popper, so I didn't, nothing is original. I'm your lawyer right now. Okay. I'm letting whoever's listening right now know the shit's copyright. <laughs> and if I see the shit in the book without a check... Or if I see this shit, if I see an interracial girl living in Ireland and she got a sister and one's a living uh, in uh, alternate uh, reality, I will I will be sending you legal <laughs> papers. <laughs> uh, but and like, if you if if you do, cut us a check. Make sure the check look right. Don't come light. <laughs> I got cats to feed. <laughs> Yeah, Willow likes the expensive yeah, shit. Yeah, no shit. Our cat likes the expensive Purina food. She doesn't like that we try to give her like some of the cheap stuff. Not. not having it. She like her mama. She liked that good shit. <laughs> so, yeah, much ado about nothing. I mean, it's it's a funny concept how much we worry and stress and and how much while it's it's so necessary and and relevant to living a, a a future like creating a future you do have to worry 
Um, it's it's kind of part of our reality, part of our job. Like moms and parents always say, oh, it's my job to worry. And and they're right because they, they're the ones who worry about their kids' future. So they teach them the right lessons and they set them up for success. But it's much ado about nothing. Because you All can't control. Worry. Like my mom spent her entire life worrying about how I would turn out and, and doing everything literally in her power to give us what she thought was the tools to lead a prosperous, successful life and by her time, definitions. Th- these kids turn out believing everything yeah nothing about what you thought i'm grown up now and half the shit that she believes over half the shit that she believes 95 percent i don't believe i was being generous i was trying to give her like i'm trying to be factual (laughs) in case (laughs) you're listening just so she knows you know you're a completely different person Like, like i don't agree with it i don't believe it it's not my reality um there's some of the things that she taught me that i appreciate but it's not really relevant like i appreciate that she taught me how to cook like i know how to cook in a dutch oven over a fire i know how to make bread from scratch now am i gonna use that probably not but i know how to do it (laughs) like so a lot of the effort and time that she spent teaching us this stuff was much ado about nothing and that's the existential crisis that she has now in her her um, retirement is realizing that, that she gave her life, her very existence, and nothing to what end? Yes, to what end? And I think most parents, this is where this is where parenting ends. <laughs> this is the end of the road for parenting. <laughs> It's just, you oh, realize shit. after years of being a parent, it was much ado about nothing. Oh, after years of working at your job, you realize it was much ado about oh, nothing. Shit. Didn't you uh, have a friend who got laid off uh, after years and years and years yeah, with after, the company? After 30 years in a co- my friend's dad, after mm-hmm. 35 years with the company, you finally get fired and laid off. They just thank you for your service. It was much ado Bye. about nothing. You know, and you're just gone. You're they out can, like all just, that time. No, no pension fund now. No retirement fund. And, and it's not just corporate America. It's it's to some degree in the military. I think the military is a bit better about like just washing you out like that. But mm-hmm. a lot not of not necessarily. My my cousin got uh, honorably discharged, yeah, and once was, you're out, you're out. Like it's true. I mean, he was lucky to be honorably discharged because his was a medical reason that they had to discharge him. But it's not like. He, but you come to that point where it's like this was not to do about nothing. Now yeah. you just went through all that training, all that stress, because you know that boot camp shit for the military is it's not that's easy. traumatizing. That's yeah. that's. That's some shit that you went through at that fucking boarding school. That <laughs> we got to make another episode about <laughs> the Bayfly. That was some fucking traumatizing <laughs> that shit. That was in the old archives. The oh, old files. We have to talk about files. the Bayfly. The lost files. Got to talk about the Bayfly. Deji went through a military boarding uh, cult type of uh, school growing up where they used whips and survival training, sending them out into the jungle with a machete and a piece of I fish. I thought we were just being kids. I come to America and I realized this was. <laughs> That's abuse. abuse. (laughs) Never occurred to me. Never Uh, occurred to my parents who sent me there. (laughs) But I mean, going back to why we even got on this topic for today, and and I'm really excited by the potential future and and what holds at stake. And I think this is where, so I'm going to take it on two levels here. First of all, I'm, I'm kind of excited 
by where the country is, by just, and maybe excited is the wrong term, but I'm so curious. I can't wait to see where what, Biden will take us. Not by, I don't give a fuck about Biden. I mean, I'm glad not to have Trump in office, but I don't. It's not like okay, I was he's like, not the best candidate Biden. anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, it is a 77 year old um, guy, right? So, yeah, I'm just glad not to have Trump in office. That okay. was my that was my bar. That was the win. But, yeah, <laughs> the bar was so low. Yes, yeah. um, but I'm I'm excited to see where where our country is going because I feel like we're in this weird in between growing phase, like. Everything is uncertain right now. The, we have so many companies that have had to close down due to COVID. Um, so many new companies that are going to come into existence because of this. Like, are our in offices gone now because everyone's working from home? Is remote the new normal? Uh, are masks here forever? Like, I don't know what our country, what the world is going to look like in the next year I'll, I'll, five years from now so uh, hear me out hold on like no I'm, I'm listening overarching i think there's a lot of opportunity because we've already come out of this first year of covid better off than we were when we entered it oh yeah so so you know people don't like to say this out loud but some people win in through COVID. some people are winning through covid okay like 2020 has been the best stressful year. but good stressful but my best year financially career-wise, mm-hmm. made some big moves out in these streets. Yeah. Like, there are people winning. You got back in shape again, too, so yeah, physically so, so it let, was let good me, Let you. me preface this. Let me lay this. Let me tee this up better. COVID-19, I've always said, is an accelerant, right? It literally fast-forwarded the world 10 years. So wherever the world would have been in 10 years, we are now. And that also translates into people's lives. Some people have made leaps, 10-year leaps in Mm -hmm. their fitness, in their careers, in their finances. Wherever they would have been in 10 years, they're there now. And, and a lot of people, people were on the precipice of divorce, economic some people shutdown, went back 10 depression, years, and bankruptcy. And some people just stayed fucking stagnant, yeah. right? But unfortunately, through all the chaos and tragedy happening there, the people winning, it's not politically correct to say it out loud, you know? It's like showing up to someone's funeral saying, like, I just got engaged. Like, <laughs> it's not the right time. <laughs> it's not the right time. You know, but like, go ahead. But like... I'm excited to see when the dust settles, what reality looks like. It may be good. It may be bad. That's to be determined. You're excited and, about the, the the brewing storm. Yeah, because that that breeds change. Like there's change on the wind right now, and we don't know what direction it's going to take us. I feel like you're just kind of off on this adventure and you got to see what's happening. The trick now is not to make much ado about nothing and so worry about what realities come to existence because at the end of the day, you we, can't control we that. can't control where the dust settles. I love like it. you can't control every CEO and what what their P and Ls look like and whether they can stay in business or not. Those you are outside of my control. Yes, exactly. Like we're not able to independently fund 
all of these various businesses and keep their economies going. Uh, we're not able to predict what stocks are going to go up and down. So we just have to hang on, do the best we can in our own daily lives and see where the dust settles, see how the dice roll, right? And and that's where worrying and then making much ado about nothing is not really in your favor. Now, there are certain things you can do to set yourself up for success, save, um, uh, stay fit, stay active, make healthy choices, take care of yourself and your family. Like you, you can't prepare. It can't be from a place of worry though. Yes. Because it's all much to do about nothing. You can't control outcomes. And that's exactly. the point. You, you have to worry enough to prepare and, and kind of keep yourself one foot out uh, ahead of the other. Um, but you can't do it so much that you face plant and you're not able to move because you're paralyzed by the fear of, of what may come. I think most people who much ado about nothing, um, you know, it's they, they end up not making any progress, Mm-mm. you know, because all that worrying, you're like all that effort, wheel again. all just, that effort given to mm-hmm. accomplish nothing. Yeah. A lot of activity. To no end. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of activity. I used to even do this with like fitness stuff. I would lay awake at night thinking, oh, tomorrow I'm going to get it right. I'm going to go run and I'm going to like eat my vegetables and do all this stuff. Like what the fuck are you, Popeyes? (laughs) Right. And then I would would stress and fantasize about all the things I was going to do to get my fitness in order. And then the next morning, I'm obviously so exhausted from not sleeping at night and stressing about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to run. I'm too tired. Now I'm stressed. So I'm overeating. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? Like you, we end up sabotaging ourselves with this. Um, but yeah, you've, you've got this great opportunity. And I saw us and this is why I called this out because we were we were starting to fall down that rabbit hole this weekend of we're spending all this time on our phone researching and planning and preparing. It's like we don't even have a path yet. And yet the ink is not dry. The ink's not dry. It's 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 still hypothetical. But we're wanting to tell people. We're wanting to hash all these plans. Much ado about nothing. Yeah, just much a waste of time. Much ado about nothing. I guess that's what it means to be human. We got to keep ourselves busy somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I know another way. I'd like to keep busy. On that note. On that note. If you like what you heard, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to Sarah and I have a conversation about much ado about nothing. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review and a rating on whatever audio platform you Come on, get you're your making, you're making on. much ado about nothing. It's their rating. <laughs> it's not much ado about nothing. It's much ado about something. I'm concerned about what these motherfuckers rate us. Okay, one that's, star, two that's star, on three. Them. You can't worry about that shit. Five Don't star, worry about five that star. shit. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time.